everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. May the fourth be with you. I was wondering who was going to say that first <laughs> in, the, in this building. It could be anyone but me. Well, it's the week of um, May the 4th, um, Cinco de Mayo. Big day. Big day. Mother's Day, this Sunday. Are you all ready for Mother's Day? I'm not. Uh, we should have probably talked about that on yesterday's show, so I could have gotten some ideas. A mm. um, lot, of, lot of households to uh, please mm -hmm. on Mother's Day, so... Um, we'll try and uh, see if we can't pin that down. Yeah, I think last year uh, a lot of people didn't get to see their moms mm -hmm. on Mother's Day. Yeah, and that's well, true. You know, that's going to be the case again this year. I was at Gilbert Chocolates yesterday, and they are doing chocolate-covered strawberries mm. on Friday. Really? Mm -hmm. Perfect. I'll go get yep. some. And that's also the day of the art walk. Yeah, that'll be great. We'll have Zack Snyder, who uh, did this uh, beautiful mural that uh, is in our building. So if you want a chance to see that. So that's 5 to 8 this Friday. And that's the first of the DDA events that they have announced. So a lot of people have been wondering, are there going to be events downtown? The answer is yes. Mm -hmm. um, so Art Walk will be the first one. And that is this Friday, 5 to 8. The next downtown event will be a cruise in on May 28th. And then are the food trucks going to be back? Yes, they will be back on Tuesday, June 1st. That will be the first date for that. So things shaping up to be a good summer down here. And with all these events, organizers are stressing that COVID precautions will be in place, including uh, capacity limits, mask wearing, social distancing, as uh, we continue to uh, fight this pandemic. Uh, we did get a little bit of uh, good news yesterday. Michigan hit a new milestone. 50% of all those aged 16 and over, uh, about 4 million people have gotten at least one dose of the uh, vaccine. And the CDC yesterday stressed two weeks. It takes two weeks after your second dose before you have uh, the full va value, or the full effect of the uh, vaccination. And we definitely know that to be true. We know many people who have, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, not many, but we know a, a few who have, have uh, got COVID in between doses. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. Do you think we're gonna get to that 70% number? A lot of people think that we're just not going to get to that number. Well, it's up to all of us. Uh, the governor thinks by the end of this week, we'll reach the next milestone, which is 55%. And then two weeks after that, people can return to work in the office. And the uh, prediction is by July, we would be at 70% if vaccination rates continue, but they've declined. Uh, we had a high in early April. We had more than uh, half a million people getting vaccinated in, in the week of the, of the first week of April. And uh, last week, it was down by about 70%. Well, the good thing is, is the number of people vaccined and recovered from coronavirus can only climb, right? So mm -hmm. in the state of Michigan, so that is good. We're yeah. starting to see a lot of PSAs and uh, a lot of entities do a lot of promotion for encouraging uh, individuals to get the vaccine. We've seen mm -hmm. the MHSAA, obviously the MDHHS. Um, you know, the MHSAA says all you've been doing parents and, and athletes is say, how do we get back to normal full gyms? Well, here's your answer. Um, get the vaccine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and as we know, a lot, a lot of folks, you know, if you tell them they have to do something in order to get to this, it looks like a little bit of a ransom and people don't like doing things unless they want to do them on their own, as mm -hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, you just have to do the research on it and, um, you know, make the best choice uh, available. But um, I'm doing okay from my vaccine. Me too. So, yeah. So, Aaron. you know, but again, it's uh, it's personal choice. Yeah, we've got a long ways to go uh, here in Jackson County. Uh, nearly half have received at least their initial dose and 37.4% are fully vaccinated. And now the county is administering the J&J &J vaccine. So that's a one dose vaccine. And apparently you can request it. Health department continues uh, to try to get the vaccine out there. They had a uh, walk-in. We had a walk-in last week, a walk-in mm -hmm. clinic at the Center for Family Health. The health department had one at Lowe's last week. 
and they are planning to uh, schedule more walk-in pop-up vaccine clinics at various locations in the coming weeks. And the health department suggests you watch their Facebook page because mm -hmm. when they pop, they pop up. Yeah, they do. And mm -hmm. uh, we'll have uh, Austin Brown on later today's show. He, they had a, uh, a teen clinic uh, that he was able to announce. So they're getting some, uh, some younger kids vaccinated. So, so things, I'd say things are, are going, going pretty well. It's just now we're in the point where we're trying to figure out what can we do? Where can we go? What are the rules at each place? And it's pretty confusing because I don't think anyone knows. You know, we have we have outdoor kids soccer now, right? So, yeah, it's a safe place to go. Well, in the league my daughter plays in, you you haven't seen one of her games in two years, have you? I have or not. a year, two two a years, year. I have not. a year. Because they I'm banned, I'm banned. I'm a, a grandparent. Yeah, banned. it's like two per athlete, and, and it seems like you know, kind of a punt to me, you know, now that we're outside and 50% of people are vaccinated, um, it's time to get some of those people back to seeing their grandchildren and, and relatives play those sports they love, especially now that we're outside. So I do think we have, um, you know, leaders out there that really need to take a look at the whole scope of things and really make uh, the best, best decisions possible for, um, kind of society to move forward in those mm -hmm. certain areas. And the things that we can be doing safely, we need to just start doing them safely. Yeah, common sense, I think, will have to be the uh, rule of the day because as Andy said, we're not really getting uh, strong leadership. And I think part of it is the, 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 the split between yeah. the, the Democrats and the Republicans where the, the messaging is different from both uh, leaders of, in our state of uh, the two parties. So. Yeah, you have the CDC come out with relaxed regulations and then, you know, the state just kind of wants you to kind of just assume that, you know, those aren't the regulations, it's state regulations without letting everyone in the state know. So, um, yeah, they, they need to do a better job, right. obviously. Yeah, the... Uh, For sure. Yes, the... Um, Here's some interesting news. Uh, the New York Times reporting the FDA is uh, preparing to authorize the Pfizer vaccine for people aged 12 to 15. Now, Ella's not yet 12, but... She's not yet 11, so we'll touch base later. <laughs> but I think uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of parents have been counting down the weeks uh, until that um, vaccine is available for Yes, and people. then there's some parents, like me, probably, who are just ignoring it until uh, you have to make my, the decision until I have to make the decision yeah. because I don't I really don't even want to think about it mm -hmm. because I don't have to so that's kind of where I'm at and I probably there's a lot of people out there doing the exact same thing well um, one thing that is uh, missed is uh, the 70% uh, magic number that is 70% the the herd immunity is for the entire population mm -hmm. but when we're not vaccinating people 15 and under, that drops the number mm -hmm. way below 70% if we got that many adults vaccinated. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot yeah. of math there. Not so, too much. But it would be nice to get uh, some transparent updates. Well, I guess we do have transparent updates for the state. <laughs> From the state, 70% vaccine will be back to normal. That's it. That's, That's the it. latest update. Yeah. Let's get to some good news. Let's get to our extreme dodge scoreboard for Jackson County. Thanks to Extreme Dodge for helping us bring you the scoreboard. Let's get things started with baseball. Hanover Horton beat Addison 5-0. Garrett Gumper struck out 16 for the Comets. Columbia 7, Grass Lake 3. Cameron Adams had three hits and knocked in four runs for the Golden Eagles. Grass Lake 6, Columbia 1 in the second game. They scored five runs in the sixth inning to pull out the win. Pickney beat Jackson 9-4. Michael Faust had a pair of hits and knocked in one run for Jackson. Pinckney won the second game 16-6. Jackson's Brendan Blood had a pair of hits in the contest. Lenaway Christian, they topped Michigan Center 8-5. Carl Hess had a pair of hits, and Dalen Hinkle struck out five for the cards. Homer beat Vandy 13-3. Cameron Lackey and Caden Dubois had a pair of hits for the Jayhawks. Softball, Vandercook Lake 15, Homer 8. Morgan Lefebvre had... 10 strikeouts, three hits, and three RBIs for the Jayhawks. And Homer won the second game 8-2. to two. Morgan Lefebvre struck out another 10 
in that game for the Jayhawks. Girls soccer scoreboard. We have four scores for you. Lumen, 5-0 over Harper Creek. Quincy, 3-2 over Michigan Center. Lenaway Christian, 10-2 over Springport. And Western and Mason draw 1-1. Boys golf in the Big 8 Jamboree. Springport finished second to Quincy with 202. Quincy had a 202. Springport, 210. Jackson Christian at Battle Creek St. Phil. They finished seventh with 248 at the SCAA Jamboree. And in girls tennis, Jackson beat Lincoln 6-2. Congratulations to Coach Subaretti and Joe Hawley on that one. They were fired up. Uh, Jackson swept the singles and uh, received wins at number two doubles with Lauren Jones and Megan Jones. And number three doubles as well. Lumen won 8-0 over Marshall. And that is our Extreme Dodge scoreboard. Extreme is paying top dollar right now for your vehicle. If you're thinking about selling, avoid the hassle. Take it to Extreme. Ask for Carl or Alex. And Extreme has some incredible financing specials, including 0% for 72 months. When you are thinking about buying or selling a vehicle, please thank our friends at Extreme. Very nice. 54 degrees right now. Yesterday it got up to 66. It might get to 60 today. You want to do some traveling? I'd love to. May 19th, magic date chosen by uh, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. They're fully reopening. Really? May 19th. How I don't that? know what's magic about May 19th. It's a Friday. <laughs> or no, it's a Wednesday. No. But that means full capacity at all restaurants and uh, movie theaters, retail stores, theaters, museums, barbershops, amusement parks in those three states. How about that? So I predict in June, watch for um, huge spikes in cases. In that area, in yes, that area. for sure. Disneyland opened as well, I mm -hmm. believe, yesterday, and so that's exciting news. Mm -hmm. uh, quite a ways to go. What's the uh, schedule of our, sh our show today? The schedule of our show today <laughs> will begin with Dr. Dan Phelan from Jackson College, and then we'll have Austin Brown from Brown's Advanced Care. The morning show is brought to you by the Pick Center, Dr. Kack and Dr. O'Neill. Uh, they are anxious to uh, serve you. They are able to uh, help patients who have symptoms of COVID, who are positive and are uh, interested in the uh, therapies that are available at the Pick Center. Dr. Phelan joins us after these words. Welcome to Apricot Lane Boutique. Female owned and operated, we take great pride in offering gorgeous, timeless, and trendy clothing for women of all ages. We're here to help guide you in your overall shopping experience with each item carefully curated with you in mind. Plus, our limited quantity ensures you won't see every other woman in town wearing the same thing as you. There is always something new to discover at Apricot Lane. We at the Cascades Humane Society are dedicated in our mission of connecting animals in need with people who care. We vaccinate, spay or neuter, and disease test all cats and dogs that come through our doors. We have limited intake, but we never limit the time a pet can stay with us. Our low-cost spay and neuter program keeps unwanted puppies and kittens to a minimum and out of our shelter. As a nonprofit, we are always in need of both monetary and pet-related donations. Visit us at the Cascades Humane Society and you might just find your next best friend. Friend. With the events of the past year, many families have gotten off schedule when it comes to physician appointments and important immunizations. Now is an ideal time to get back on track. The Center for Family Health provides quality, affordable care to children and adults in a safe, friendly environment. So don't wait to protect your family's health. Call 517-748-5500 to make an appointment. The Center for Family Health opening the door to health care for all in Jackson. Collins Brothers floor covering in 15 seconds. <gasps> Flush carpet, pattern carpet, commercial carpet, carpet tile, ceramic tile, porcelain tile, glass tile, decorative tile, floor tile, wall tile, shower tile, subway tile, marble tile, wood tile, vinyl tile, and much more. Collins Brothers downtown. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and Cack supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. 
Our modern facility is open seven days a week and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. Okay, Dad. One, two, three. Ah! you now and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Hi, I'm Barb Tripp. And I'm Phil Tripp from Tripp's Auto Shop in Jackson and Tripp's Collision Center in Lansing. Join us at an evening at the Arbor Friday, May 7th to celebrate Christian higher education. During this health crisis, educators have adapted to become frontline workers, teaching every student and providing crucial encouragement to parents. We'd like to invite you to an evening honoring the educators who invest in the next generation. For information on how to attend, visit the website on your screen. Glad to have you with us today on The Morning Show. Joining us now is the president of Jackson College, Dr. Dan Phelan. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Good morning. gentlemen. Great to see you. Welcome back. It's I, great to be here. I had a chance to be on the campus one time in the last year and a half, and that was uh, for the Tiny Homes yes. dedication. Yes, that still was a great day. Still a closed campus, and mm -hmm. it's uh, pretty amazing how you've been able to continue to educate students and be essentially completely locked down at Central Campus. Well, thank you, Bart. Of course, it's all really due to the great people we have out at Jackson College, our faculty, staff, and administration who just did yeoman's work in turning a whole of our campus online, which was just really fascinating for us. And, you know, we had some online programs, but to take the whole, the entirety of the college, business office, financial aid, everything online, it was just a Herculean effort. And it has been really beneficial to all of our students. They, they talk about the flexibility. In fact, one of the great things that we're dealing with right now is is thinking about our future and what are the great things that we've learned by virtue of COVID and putting everything online, both in terms of work style, work habits, and instruction, and what do we want to carry forward and what do we want to leave behind? So those are some interesting discussions that we're having right now. How, uh, how big um, of a tech interruption did COVID kind of force you guys to take? Obviously, online classes are nothing new, but online everything <laughs> is new. Well, the nice thing is, you know, gentlemen know Jim Jones, who's our vice president of all things information technology at Jackson College. He and his team have kept us well positioned, both in terms of cybersecurity, which is more of a deal now, <laughs> as well as software. And so uh, I, I would say that our faculty have had state-of-the-art technology available to them. Probably the biggest issues you might imagine were the availability of laptops for students and faculty. Some of our faculty and staff had desktop machines, so packing all that up and double screens and hauling that home was, uh, was a bit of a challenge. But in terms of the technology, we were pretty well positioned. We had, some, we had some early wins with regard to equipment they already had. And now, of course, we're all, like everyone else, dealing with supply chain issues. So we're, we're struggling a little bit to get what we need in a timely fashion. Of course, costs are going up as well. Did you know the marketing department changed their mailing address to Clark Lake? <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> well, that's good for them. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah, I think Dottie has her desk set up on the dock. <laughs> yes, uh, probably. You know, we can drop things off by boat, I suppose. Okay, so. yeah. Dottie and her team have been doing a great job, of course much of the the marketing and advertising kinds of things that they do is they've just been thriving with this kind of technology and we we put a lot of the equipment in their homes right now so i'm not surprised it's a clark lake address right now at some <laughs> point it's going to migrate back to you know emmons uh, uh, road but uh, but we'll see we're we're actually thinking about that that decision right now has the uh just campus shutdown allowed you to do some things that maybe you weren't able to do if there are thousands of people on Underfoot. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's given our facilities team. Of course, you have to have grounds team there and maintenance team. The boilers are still going. Even though you're shut down, you have to operate boilers at a certain level and those kinds of things. So, And you've got to keep checking things all the time. Uh, septic systems, water systems, air handling systems. So we've had a key staff there with regard to facilities and grounds and maintenance all the time. And so this has been an opportunity to kind of check things out, take things down as we need to, make some improvements. So. 
When you come back on campus in Lower Commons, for example, you'll see where we have actually done some, some modifications designed in part because of COVID and enhancing circulation of students moving about, but also change of table materials that are non, uh, or I should say, uh, uh, they're, they're designed in such a way that they don't retain bacteria. And so we've made those kinds of, made those kind of changes in terms of construction. And of course, with the, the college being essentially locked down, this is the time for us to make improvements in the Potter Center. So I know Cindy Allen has been here before talking with you, uh, but we are completely renovating the inside of the Sheffer Music Hall, the Grand Hall. And uh, we're actually holding our board meetings on the stage of Sheffer Music Hall right now. So that's a big space, all trustees are spread out. And we're doing that because the laws have changed and say that if you're a public supported institution, you have to meet face to face. So we're doing that at one of the largest spaces on campus, which is this, this huge proscenium thrust stage uh, with, our, with our board. And so they're seeing how all this construction's taking place here, ripping out of all the chairs and then taking out the carpet and putting in painting. So that's what's happening inside of the, the Sheffer Music Hall, which is really, really interesting. On the outside in the graphic, uh, you'll see that we're actually changing the grand entrance of the Potter Center as well. So you know we've had lots of steps there over the years, mm -hmm. and what this is going to be is a zero barrier opportunity. So this is totally barrier free coming in. So if you are happen to be in a wheelchair or have a walker or a cane, you, you actually have a little minor grade change, but there are no steps any longer all the way in to the main hall. There's also a number of nice areas where you can sit and relax. We're going to continue to have our front porch series out there when we can meet again. Lots of places to bring your lawn chair and sit, but all zero grade. We're also moving the location of that large artistic piece in the front, the Hunt's, uh, uh, I won't say scholarship, uh, the Hunt sculpture. And we're actually featuring that in the center. So that little uh, square in the center uh, in that kind of dotted space is actually where that Hunt piece will be. And we're adding a small water feature over to uh, the far right, which is uh, leading into the, the, um, uh, the smaller theater, really the black box or experimental theater. And uh, we're really excited about that as well. And of course, lots of ornamentation and plants and flowers and those kinds of things. So we're very excited and we're hoping that we would have a grand opening, assuming the supply chain issues work out well. And we get a good name coming in for a performer that we can have a big event and then go into the music hall and, and celebrate uh, with, the, with the new performer. Yeah. What's the big piece of material you're waiting on? That, uh, is it just everything now? It's I, pretty much everything. It's anyone. a great question, Andy. I mean, it's just, it's just so much. It, sometimes it's the steel, sometimes mm -hmm. it's carpet, sometimes it's you know, railing. One of the nice things about the, uh, the Sheffer Music Hall too, and our partners with the Jackson Symphony Orchestra have been asking for a long time about being able to have some handrails in there mm -hmm. for people need a little more stability. And so we're actually removing some seats along what has been the primary corridors into the space in order to have enough circulation on both sides of that railing. And there'll be interruptions in the railing going down so you can you know, move back across if you need to. So that will actually appear on both sides of the main, uh, the main corridors heading down to the front of the stage. So uh, sometimes it's steel. <laughs> so we'll get all these things done. But the, the, the companies that have been working with, the contractors have been great to work with. And, you just have to be patient, and that's kind of the, the, the word of the day. Are you selling the uh, old seats like they did at Tiger Stadium? You know, we, talk, <laughs> we talked about that for a long time, and we tried to give them away. And uh, so we actually work with a local uh, recycling agency, and we're recycling all but about 20 or so, and we had a few people who were interested in, in having those for their home theater set up oh, and that cool. kind of thing. Actually, it's the only, the back row on the balcony is the only set of seats that are actually straight down so you can mount flat on the floor like you have here. The rest actually come down and then the, the plate angles mm -hmm. to the back because there's these concrete pads that kind of step up mm -hmm. and so the chair would come down and then connect at an angle. So that's really not helpful or conducive to yeah. a floor seating. So you'd have to have some <laughs> kind of similar operation in your home theater to make those work. Uh, the other thing that uh, people will notice when they go back to uh, campus is uh, tiny homes. Sure thing. Those are uh, up and running and people are living in them right now. Absolutely. We're very excited about tiny homes. I think we're the only community college in the nation that has moved into this venue. Of, again, trying to serve the whole of our community and recognizing that there are single parents and married parents with uh, children. And sometimes having proximity to all the resources we have on campus is particularly helpful. And having childcare there, mental health uh, support, uh, health support through our partnership with Henry Ford Allegiance is great. 
And then, of course, having a job on campus. So as uh, being a resident as part of the tiny homes, you actually have a job on campus, so you get some spending money in that way. Having access to all of our cafeteria and those like kinds of things. And our academic support centers and testing centers. So uh, individuals have to be full-time, and uh, we, we encourage them to be fully engaged and pursue that associate's degree and then transfer on to a bachelor granting institution, or we'll help them find a job. These are wonderful facilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've spent a lot of time working with this company called Mustard Seed Tiny Home, Tiny Homes rather. They are located just to north and east of Atlanta. Great partners to work with. Uh, they very, uh, they're very focused on quality and design. And uh, we really took what was a concept of individuals, you know, kind of downsizing and thought about the fact that this could be a possibility for our own students mm -hmm. who are, who are looking to be able to have an on-campus experience, but they've got children and uh, we can provide a, a, a wide variety of supports for them. So we're very excited about this. And uh, in fact, we're looking, as we're coming up on fall semester, we're looking for new residents now nice. to be able to participate. So we're still taking applications at this point. That's yeah, right. very those nice. Will, those will be $20,000 a month in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I was gonna say, they're, they're, they're no different than condos in, in Traverse City. Correct. I mean, they're, Correct. they look exactly like that. They're Correct. beautiful. Correct. In fact, if you go down that main, I, I was thinking about West Bay, I was driving through there, uh, what last, last was a year, two years ago, I guess it was now, <laughs> and I noticed there were like some tiny homes yeah. actually along that main drag, I don't know what you call that, but on West Bay, I, I noticed that, and they're, they're really two solid two stories, yeah. but very narrow, kind of that European look, yeah. and so uh, that was kind of reaffirming for me to see that up in Traverse City, hey, it's in Jackson right yeah. now on our I mean, campus. They're, they're beautiful. Yes, well, thank you. Thanks for coming out and promoting, uh, promoting that for our community. I, I was really anxious to see them and actually go in them because you and I are both um, yes. on the tough side, and I wondered <laughs> yes. if we'd be able to navigate, and we, we actually, it's, uh, they're a lot roomier than you would imagine. Than, than and even they look. They're I'm bigger than the tiny homes you see on that TV show, Tiny exactly, Homes. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. They're, they're well, I'll let bigger. you in on a little tiny secret. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I was involved in helping with the design work along with Jim Jones. So we actually went down there and walked through the facilities. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, people come in different shapes and sizes and want to make yeah. sure that they were going to be able to accommodate. Plus, two of those homes, as you know, are also ADA compliant. So we wanted to make sure that they could accommodate a wheelchair. So all of those were important strategies for us. But you're exactly right. Some of those tiny homes are really, really <laughs> tiny. But we wanted to make sure that you know children weren't underfoot. We wanted to make sure that there was a place where students could study mm -hmm. and still make it a nice space for them. Also, a little bit later, probably in about a month, and this is another supply chain issue, we'll actually have a play yard for the children. Oh, cool. So right next to the property, a little bit further down on this kind of curvilinear uh, sidewalk, we'll actually have a place where there's some picnic tables and you know, teeter-totters and jungle gyms and those kinds of things. Nice. Yeah. Uh, more with Dr. Dan Phelan, president of Jackson College, after these words. The Lost Railway Museum is dedicated to preserving the nearly forgotten inner urban railway, and we want you to experience it firsthand. Our two rail cars are constantly being restored, giving our past new life in the present. Our museum is also a community center with facilities and engaging displays to add something special to any event. Bring your family and uncover our history one track at a time at the Lost Railway Museum. At Clark Sales and Service, tractors and heavy equipment is our business. We'll pick up your equipment, fix it right, bring it back to you ready to roll. One phone call keeps mid-Michigan farmers working. Any tractor, that's right, any tractor, big or small, we fix them all. 517-589-8000. Be a big difference. Apply to be a big brother or big sister today. For more information, call 784-7181 or visit bbbsjackson.org. If you're looking for a personalized car buying experience, then visit the team at Auto Merchants. Buy, sell, and trade without the backroom haggling. You'll work with one person start to finish. Put our 30 years of financing experience to work finding your next ride. In Jackson County, adults with developmental disabilities often don't get opportunities for social interaction within their community. Positive experiences in their community can lead to lasting relationships and increased confidence. Club Life is on a mission to engage, enrich, and empower adults with developmental disabilities 
through a social club, a wellness club, and a travel club. Participants will discover new potentials and be engaged in Jackson through outings and enrichment activities. Check out our events on our website, theclublife.org. Registration is open for the Little Acorns Nature Preschool at Dalham. Little Acorns Nature Preschool is a one-of-a-kind learning environment, providing hands-on, nature-based education. Our STEM-focused curriculum will get your child exploring inside and out, every day, rain, snow, or shine. We're now enrolling three-year-olds for September 2021 to May 2022. Easy registration is online at dollamcenter.org or give us a call or send us an email. Welcome back to The Morning Show. We're with Dr. Dan Phelan, president at Jackson College. And I wanted to ask you about um, President Biden's uh, plan that he's introduced that uh, would allow free community college. Um, obviously, there's a lot of legislation, a lot of, uh, a lot of things to get done, but um, your initial thoughts on uh, that proposed bill? Well, actually, there have been a number of bills that, of course, he's been introducing and talking about. In fact, he was at Tidewater Community College yesterday in North Carolina talking about the American Rescue Plan, the American Jobs Plan, the American Families Plan. And as you point out, Andy, and the American Family Plan is the free community college option. And of course, that's been something that's been talked about for a long, long time. You think about the ubiquity of the K through 12 education. I mean, for a long time in this country, it was not available. The K through 12 education was not free and it was not available to everybody. But somewhere along the line in this country made a decision that having someone with a K through 12 education was important for a good quality of life, good income. And I think that this president has suggested that the, K, the, the high school diploma is not enough. Great education, great institutions in our town to just make that point. But for kind of the, the kind of jobs that are out there and those that are current and emerging, having something beyond a high school degree is pretty essential. You can look at Georgetown data coming out of DC and saying, this is what the future of work is looking like and you need this education. And it's not a one and done. You're gonna to have to continue to go back and get that certification. So whether it's an associate's degree or some kind of credential of market value, you're going to need that. And you're gonna need that repeatedly as technology changes. And so with regard to President Biden's plan, having a free community college would be that extension of the K through 12 plan of saying, we're just gonna make this universally available for every citizen. So there's, there's really no excuse for not having a, a good paying job and have family sustainable wages. I think that's just a, uh, I think the goal that he is after and having that kind of commitment by our country uh, is important. He's got some interesting ways in which that will be paid. I think that that will all be worked out in the congressional process, the political process, as you know. And there are a lot of details that need to be sorted out as well. So free community college, what does that mean in terms of the local community? So for in Jackson, for example, the local taxpayers are, are chartered to provide 1.33 mills, but because of the Headley Amendment, which augurs that down due to inflation, Jackson College is at 1.13 mills. So we get that kind of revenue, and the tax base is, is pretty small. 1.13 mills in Oakland County, for example, would generate a higher level of income in terms of local tax support simply because of the tax base. But Oakland County has something more than 1.33 mills or 1.13 mills. It's more like four or five, and you'll see that in the southeast Michigan area. So huge shifts in volume of amount of money and millage collection rates. Then you also have the tuition rates. So Kalamazoo for Community College, for example, has the lowest tuition in the state. Jackson College has one of the highest. And so the reason being is because it's offsetting mm -hmm. differences in valuation and tax collection rates to try to balance that out. Unfortunately, the student is paying a little bit more uh, by virtue of the fact that the taxpayer is paying less. And that's what this case is in, in Jackson versus Kalamazoo. So how do you sort that out in Michigan? What does free community college look like and how does it affect taxpayers? How does it affect students in the form of tuition? So now let's introduce all the other states. In some states, you know, they're not collecting local property tax. Everything's from the state. You know, and the, the contributions vary from state to state from the percent of revenue that comes to support a college from tuition, state aid, and and the like. So a lot needs to be worked out. It's not something you're going to be able to flip a switch on and suddenly everything is free. It will take a year or two to try to get the details worked out. But the other plans, uh, I'm excited about the American Family Plan and what that means. The American Jobs Plan has some infrastructure opportunities in it. So things that could help the infrastructure of community colleges and 
uh, the buildings that we have, so I'm excited about that. Also provides opportunity for us to help people with trades, professional trades, skilling and training. And of course, the American Rescue Plan and all of the higher education emergency relief funds have been helpful to us in helping students and providing support for them as they've been disrupted and lost jobs and still being able to pursue education. So I'm excited about the future for higher education and for our country. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, retooling their career uh, paths and even, you know, reversing course in midstream. Absolutely, absolutely. One thing uh, that is happening on campus is uh, sports, uh, spring sports uh, underway, and we mm -hmm. should give a shout out to uh, Rick Smith, yes. uh, who's uh, reached a milestone in, yes, sure in his coaching career. Mm -hmm. It's been exciting. You know, we have just a great team in our, in our uh, athletic area and some excitement around that too. I mean, it's been a long time in coming and we were prepared to do this before we launched into COVID, <laughs> but you're actually going to begin seeing some work out on the baseball and softball field. So our coaching staff and our athletic director have been working hard with us and our design team in, in renovating those spaces. So uh, we're hoping to partner with the community, not only provide this for our own uh, athletic programs, but also make it available to the community as well. So we're looking to add lighting as well as new dugouts, which provide for physically distanced opportunities <laughs> for the players, uh, larger stands, so physically distanced uh, opportunities for, for patrons and, and people who want to watch the game. But we're very excited about what that means, and uh, I know Rick and all of our all of our athletic team are excited to get going on that pretty soon. Yeah, I know uh, one of the highlights uh, for Dan Fanlon every summer. Uh, we weren't able to do it last year. The Iowa State Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. We, uh, we, you know, I think about the fact of, of my life as far back as I can remember, which is around five. I remember going to the Iowa State Fair, and in those early years, you know, we we, we didn't have a lot of money, and no coins to rub together. So I remember Mom would make sandwiches, put them in a cooler, <laughs> load it in the back of the car. And dad and mom would say, kids, you can just spread out. We went out to the four four corners of the of the state fair, but we all knew we had to be back at noon. And mom would lift up the trunk of the car and she would spread out a little uh, blanket there and we'd sit down and we would have our glass of water and our peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> or whatever. And we've been going every year, except one year I missed it for a, for a work matter. But other than that, we've been going every year except COVID. And ah. so we're, we're wondering about this year. We're hopeful we'll be able to go. And of course, you can eat your way through the entire state fair by eating everything on a stick from eggs to <laughs> salad to pork chops, everything on a stick. My parents used to just drive me around the outside of the fair to look at it and never let me go in. No, and Andy, he won't, he, we babysat uh, Ella one week during fair week and you forbid us from driving anywhere near Ganson Street. That's you not did, true. I said, no, you she didn't. was like two and I said, I'll go to the fair. If you did not care. want her to know the fair was in town. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah I did. Stories. So you, you went to the fair, but your mom made you eat peanut butter. That's she brought fine. food from home. Well, you know, it was primarily a financial thing because dad would say it just costs so much to get a hot dog, you know, or a hamburger. And so mom just made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or lunch and meat sandwiches or something like that <laughs> with mayonnaise and that's what we did or she would also have some jello i remember jello and she would mix in cottage cheese into jello really? <laughs> yeah it'd be a little melted by the time we got to it at lunch but yeah we dad would want to go early to the fair and find the biggest tree in the parking area back up under Smart. there so it'd be really cool and we would come there and then we'd kind of lay down take a little nap and then we'd be up and we'd We'd head back into the fair again and Love just enjoy it. that. Yeah. We should do that sometime. <laughs> Good did memories. You, did you have the third seat station wagon? No, no, we were we were all packed in the back, <laughs> <laughs> close quarters. <clears throat> well, let's hope uh, the Iowa State Fair comes back and so. everything else too. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to see the buttered cow every year. You know, <laughs> that's a big deal. You just have to see that. <laughs> Great to see you, Dan. Thanks for coming in. Good to see you. And, and thanks to both of you for the good work you're doing here at JTV. And uh, you are a trusted resource for this community. You have been a go-to source for us, not only to help promote our institution, what we're doing during COVID, but you've been an information source for us in our community. I'm so grateful for the advice and counsel and data you provided to us to help us do a better job, you know, in terms of making decisions about when to bring students back and our community back and the like. Appreciate your service. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. Dr. Dan Fanlin president of Jackson College. Mm -hmm. uh, we have another doctor coming up next, Dr. Austin Brown from Brown's Advanced Care. Stay tuned.
Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CMB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jackson, Hillsdale, Lenaway, and Allen counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CMB is banking that stays in the community. What I would say to somebody coming into Grass Lake is to look at how caring the community is. The administrators, the staff, the teachers, parents, anybody that's part of the school has the best interest of the children in mind. We care about our kids. Uh, I have a high schooler and he gets emails all the time from his teachers. At 8 o'clock at night he's getting a text asking how they're doing and we do the same thing at the middle school. Our staff cares, our staff wants our kids to succeed and uh, they show that in so many ways. I love the staff and the students. That's what keeps me here. I have a great school board who's very supportive and they're open to new ideas. I think teachers flourish in a place where they're allowed to be who they are and then if they can be who they truly are as an educator that's always better for the students because it's authentic and I think that Grass Lake has afforded me the opportunity to be an authentic educator. Hot summer days are right around the corner. Enjoy your Decker patio to the fullest with a retractable awning from Addison Awning in Jackson. The touch of a button turns bright sun into soothing shade. Increase your home's value, reduce your energy costs, and enjoy your cool, comfortable outdoor space. Hundreds of fabrics to choose from, and right now, save up to $800. Call Addison Awning in Jackson, proud to be one of Michigan's largest. Call 782-8473, or for more, go to addisonawning.com. Are you looking to upgrade your wild bird feeding experience? Do you have pesky squirrels raiding your feeder? The Hobbit Place now carries the Irva Pole System and naturalist quality birding products. Our bird seed comes in 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, or 5 pound bags. Stop in today and see the new bird seed, feeders, squirrel baffles, and pole systems at the Hobbit Place, 5996 Spring Arbor Road. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. And with us now is Dr. Austin Brown from Brown's Advanced Care. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good to see you. It's nice to uh, see you without uh, a shot in your hand. Without you've a been, syringe yeah, you've around. Been, yeah. You've been uh, taking care of the community, uh, jumped right in, and you just told me tw you've done over 12,000? Yep, we have done over 12,000 vaccines uh, between Jackson and Lenawee counties with our, our uh, partners. So. It has been a journey, to That's say amazing. the least. Yeah, it's been really busy, but a lot of fun, um, very rewarding. So. And now it's uh, a lot easier to get a vaccine. And yes. I think you've got another clinic coming up this week. We do. We have a clinic out at the Napoleon Township Fire Department. We're going to be doing the Pfizer vaccine again. Um, and we are starting to see the, uh, the supply and the demand is changing a little mm -hmm. bit, but we're still trying to get everybody uh, vaccinated as best we can. High school students, students going to college, we're looking at you. We really want to get them taken care of before they head off to school and get people ready for sports and yeah. everything else. So we've got a Pfizer clinic coming up that can be available for anybody 16 and older right now. And uh, we'd, we'd really love to see you guys. You can visit our Facebook page and sign up online. Uh, call the pharmacy, they'll be happy to get you signed up as well. And we, uh, you know, we're just trying to make the most of it and still get as many shots in arm as possible. You guys have done a, a great job. There's your mother-in-law, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, never forget her face, as you know. Um, she was there every th three times yes, for you guys. She like, was. Every time she was yeah. like, what is going on? She was. She was great. Um, but probably a pretty cool experience to get that uh, family involvement. Obviously, as, you know, your father w was uh, was uh, working as well. It's just a big oh, yeah. fam family uh, 
family vaccination clinic. It really is. It's been everybody, you know, from giving vaccines to doing the paperwork on the back end, you know, making sure that everybody's information gets uploaded to the state so the yeah. state knows how many shots everybody's had. It has been cousins, aunts, uncles. Yeah. It's really been, really been something else. So we've been enjoying it. Yeah, Andy and I, we, we went to the Napoleon Fire Department for our vaccination. Yeah. And uh, I think Adam, you went there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, so simple go. and easy. It's uh, fast and free. There's the squad yeah. right there. <laughs> oh, yep, that's the whole gang. And then what, some. Let me, what, now that uh, it's become available for, for younger, mm -hmm. the younger uh, uh, population, what type of questions are you getting from, from parents? Are you getting a lot, are you getting more types of questions about the vaccine for the younger kids? It's a good question. We're, they've done a lot of what we're seeing is because this has been just something we've all been inundated with, mm -hmm. people are coming to the table pretty knowledgeable about sure. what to expect. But we do still get certain questions from, from parents, you know, uh, you know, is one of the biggest things is double checking is it is this Pfizer or Moderna because depending on how old they are, you run into the, yeah. the idea of, oh no, this is a Moderna clinic. I'm sorry, like, you know, there's 16 year olds can't be here and that's mm -hmm. That's disheartening, sure. but you know, just got to make sure we're keeping everybody safe, following the rules. But we are starting to get some questions. One of the things that I'm really excited about is the new information that the FDA is looking at approving the Pfizer vaccine for 12 to 15 year olds, mm -hmm. and we're going to start looking at what that is going to look like. Um, so waiting to hear back on that approval from the federal government in a couple of, uh, hopefully, a couple of days, and that's going to open the playbook all over again. So now mm -hmm. we've, you know, now. And with that patient population, I'd anticipate we're going to get a lot of questions. Right. Um, the data that's come back so far for the for the patients that have been studied in that age group, um, it has been uh, just as safe and effective in children mm -hmm. as it has been in adults. The side effects from the vaccine are are similar, or sometimes maybe minimal, more less less pronounced because. Younger kids have a pretty right. strong immune system. They can handle that a little bit. So I think that's going to be exciting because that's going to be one more push towards, you know, if people can go back to school, we can start having all our, our indoor and outdoor activities mm -hmm. again. So if we get to that point, I'm, we're going to be there and mm -hmm. we'll be doing these clinics until the job's done. Austin, what do you tell people that are uh, expressing some hesitancy to getting the vaccine? Yeah. <clears throat> um, the biggest thing is ultimately uh, for, for me, you know, from a personal standpoint, you know, I, I can give them the data and everybody reads their information. Like I said, they're very well read and they come with good questions based mm -hmm. on the different things they've read. Um, and you always have to acknowledge that and it's important to be respectful of that because people are coming to you legitimately want with these questions. Mm -hmm. um, and from, from my standpoint as a pharmacist and just somebody who likes to take care of people, um, I wouldn't be doing this if I thought that there was any, any doubt that we were all going to be in really big trouble if we just grabbed something off the shelf and started taking it. Um, the processes that bring vaccines to market and these types of products to market, um, they're, tied, they're tried and true, they're sound, they go through a rigorous process and you know it ultimately comes down to I'm not going to be out here trying to vaccinate this whole county if I don't think it's what's best for us all. Um, so mm -hmm. some of it is you know I, I want you to I want you to feel good about the information that I'm giving you, and I, I want you to yeah. always know, regardless of where, where you walk away at the end of the day with your decision, that I do have your best interests in, in mind. So mm -hmm. uh, I try to bring some comfort to that. Is it, you know, this is going to be your decision, but I'm not going to tell you anything or try to trick you into something right. I don't believe is good for you. Right. So. so the state is dependent on people getting the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing that, and, uh, and the governor did kind of have the uh, the my vac to normal mm -hmm. plan that we've uh, been hearing a little bit about. Really, really love to see that 70% number uh, get there over time. We're about 50% there. Jackson County has a lot to be proud of in terms of our vaccination rates. We're just around 50% as well, from what I saw. I think from the, the COVID dashboard this morning. So there's a lot of a uh, lot of good progress made, and now we are running into that. Uh, that area where um, it is the, the hesitancy or the people where the, uh, the convenience factors start sure. to play. So there's a little bit more of a marketing strategy to it before. Right. The people that got their vaccines or wanted their vaccines, they went and found them. So right. now um, we're hearing more around the country, it's, well, I'll get it if you come to me. Mm -hmm. um, so we're trying to reach out to the high schools. We're trying to look at uh, who are the manufacturers or the, the workplaces that are still looking to get their employees vaccinated. 
um, and trying to offer that convenience piece and do the clinics that we kind of have with yeah. flu shots and everything else. So um, the, the approach to getting people vaccinated has shifted. You can't just put the sign outside and say, right. we got COVID shots and they just line up. Now it's a little bit more of a targeted approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think there are uh, people who work uh, night shifts that um, it's not a convenient time to come in the afternoon on Thursday. Will we see uh, expansion of maybe um, days and hours and, and uh, locations? I think we will. I think we will, and that's what we're going to try to do at this clinic on Thursday is instead of doing them from 9 to 4, mm -hmm. now we're in a patient population while everybody's at school, everybody's at work. So yeah, like you mentioned, it's hard for me to get out at one on a yeah. Wednesday, you know. So having this go from uh, two to eight p.m., we're hoping we can catch people that uh, coming off a of, off of work, out of school, um, and can come and, and get it then. So we are seeing a shift in that yeah. in that delivery. Um, you know, for example, manufacturing plants. Yeah, if you're running a six a.m. to two p.m. shift and then a two p.m. to ten a.m., you know, right. how do you how do you capture those people who are working different hours and then when they're not working, they're sleeping right. and they want to catch up with their families? So, um, pharmacies, you know, Jackson and around the country are mobilizing to kind of fit mm -hmm. that model and meet those needs as well. And uh, for anyone that wants to. Uh Go to that clinic. How how long is it going to take? Is someone going to be sitting in there six hours waiting oh, for a vaccine? Oh, yeah, we are we are <laughs> running through these things pretty quick. I anticipate, you know, especially with the demand now. By the time you pull into the driveway, by the time you're done, it'll take you 30 minutes tops. Right. And that's if you have to wait for that 30 minute window versus yeah. that 15. Right. Um, we did run into days where I did get a little backed up for you know different reasons or that. But right now, no, it's. We're doing, I think when I did the calculations right now, we're doing about 30 vaccines every 12 okay. minutes. Wow. So we're, we're ripping yeah. through it. Don't have to get out of your car. Don't have You're to get out gonna, of your car. There's no weather no. issue. No. no. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's first class. You yeah. guys are doing a great job. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, the uh, Napoleon Police and Napoleon Fire uh, are there, and they're helping, and you've got, I think, some cadets that are helping, yeah. some high that, school students. Uh, that whole crew, hands down, they're the greatest out of I think the 12,000 we've done we've probably done 5,000 out of that facility okay. and that has the coordination the just you know what do you need and we'll get it for you just everything that Napoleon Township you know fire department police department and the community itself has has given in terms of you know bringing in lunches and coming in Britain volunteers can't say enough things about you know those people how wonderful they are Awesome. Thanks for all you're doing for the community and, and keep us in, all informed on when and where you can get the vaccine. And again, um, you'll post things on uh, the Browns Facebook page and we'll have information um, on our website as well. But this Thursday, May 6th, 2 to 8 is the Pfizer drive through clinic from Browns. So if you have not got your vaccine, get out there and get one. Come see us. Thanks, Austin. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. We'll be back to wrap up the show right after this break. Hi, I'm Nate Vermeulen. Welcome to Vermeulen Furniture. We're open and ready to save you money on quality furniture for every room of your home. It's great to be back, and Vermeulen's is celebrating with savings on everything in the showroom. Need help with colors or fabrics? Vermeulen's free in-home design service is here for you. We can help match your space with your style. We've been here for you for over 95 years, and we're looking forward to another 95. Vermeulen Furniture, Jackson. Girls need connection, fun, and friendship. This summer, give her the gift of running, jumping, and laughing with her friends at Girl Scout Camp. No other summer activity will help her feel as empowered and confident as she will at Girl Scout Camp, an all-girl space where she can be herself and make the friends of a lifetime. Let her unplug and enjoy the wonders of the great outdoors. After this last year, she needs it now more than ever. Save her spot at girlscoutcamp.org. When you deliver thousands of meals each week to hungry families, you need a lot of help. From volunteers and donors to some very dedicated partners like Consumers Energy. Their shelter energy efficiency programs have saved thousands of dollars for shelters and food banks like Hidden Harvest. With the money we saved by upgrading our lighting, we delivered 34,000 additional meals. Lester Brothers has been performing driveway installations for over 30 years. Crushed asphalt is one of our most popular driveway gravels and an overall Lester Brothers favorite. When spread properly, it can last for many years. It's 100% recycled, environmentally friendly, 
quarter of the cost of hot asphalt, dust-free, and ready for immediate use after construction. Contact Lester Brothers today for a free timely estimate for your future crushed asphalt driveway or parking lot. Are you interested in receiving a COVID-19 vaccine but can't get to a clinic? Jackson County residents in need of an in-home vaccination can call one of these agencies to get information and discuss options. Reach into Area Agency on Aging, 517-592-1976. Disability Connections, 517-998-3084. Or Jackson County Department on Aging, 517-788-4364. Available to all over the age of 16 and no proof of specific disability required. In-home caregivers can also be vaccinated. Well, we've got uh, some news for those that really want the ultimate convenience. Kroger yesterday, Kroger announced they're now going to start delivering uh, groceries via drone starting this week. Um, they're doing it in, a, in they're based in Cincinnati, so they're going to start close to home. And they have um, five pounds they can pack into that cardboard box. And they will take it not just to a street address, but on the spot to wherever your phone is, they're coming to your phone. So you mm -hmm. could order beach supplies, maybe uh, you need things for the baby, maybe you're doing a cookout, and I think it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, the, it is stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. Like you can't get over to a Kroger's? <laughs> you need Kroger's that bad? I can't believe Who's it. Who's flying those? Um, there, it's a company, uh, Telegrid Technologies, yeah. Hmm. Oh, it just seems like a, a waste. Uh, why do we need more things flying around causing trouble? I don't know. I don't so know. You know what? One of these drones, it's going to get, it's going to fly into a, pla a plane. Uh, yeah. I, I just don't need see the, um, and well, I understand the traffic in Cincinnati is terrible though. So if you are going to do it anywhere, Cincinnati would be the place to well, do it. Their marketing package, they, they've got packages like a S'more package with, Hershey bars and marshmallows and, and graham crackers. Mm -hmm. Is that a necessity of life? Yeah, I mean, if you're having a cookout and, but how quick can you, how quick can they get it there? You want it now, you don't 15 want minutes. There's no chance. Hmm. There's no chance I can get off of the uh, warehouse onto a drone and, and into my backyard. I was checking the Secretary of State. The next appointment available in Jackson is July 9th. That's great. I have to renew my license and I probably just won't do it this year. Well, you know, the Secretary of State, uh, Ms. Benson. Uh, I know I can do it online. Let's I get still moving. Won't do it. <laughs> get these, get this place in shape. I mean, the Secretary of State's office, it's always been. Why is that? I don't know. Why is that? Uh, maybe the vaccine people should be giving driver's licenses. Austin Brown. Austin should, should be doing that. They should do that. it at the fire station. In the I tell you what, if uh, <laughs> Steve Bergmeier was running things, then the Secretary of State would be running like a switch watch that's right so swiss watch that is <laughs> um no i don't uh you know we had a guy go to the secretary of state last couple of weeks ago thought he could just walk right in yeah we haven't seen him since we have not seen him since yeah. so yeah you have to make an appointment <laughs> it's insane mm -hmm. yeah. uh, is there anything else you want to talk about i know what i want to talk about the amount of jobs that are available mm -hmm. keep talking about it um, anything from a part-time barista to, you know, running a company. So check our JTV job board. That's right. That's right. Our job board. Join us tomorrow morning. We'll have Anthony Coffey, Jackson High alum, a new UM grad. He's headed to NYC. And then Chris Cook from Myers Lombardini and Lemansky Insurance. And coming up on your show, Scott Leach from Vandercook Lake, Craig Hatch from the Jackson County Chamber, Jonathan Jean-Pierre, Lloyd Ganton, and Chris Worm. That's it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.